The DivaCast, number 129, 18 January 2009. Hello, everyone. We are are the divas of the diva cast we are five fun fabulous 40-ish something girlfriends and we get together and hang out and talk about everyday issues relevant to all women and i am suzanne i'm carrie i'm sharon and we believe inside every woman is a diva okay suzanne why do you keep saying 40 yeah what is that what what is that are you thinking we're not 40 something i don't know this is the first time i've heard you object is you want me to change that, do you? Well, for a long time it was 40-something, and now we're 40-something-ish. So I'm wondering. I don't know, Sharon. It's just. Because okay. I want to stay 40-something as long as possible. Oh, so. Uh, so she, 40- has, <laughs> she has a little issue. She's getting close to not being 40-something. So when I'm not 40-something anymore, then we can start saying 40-something-ish. But I don't want to graduate there too soon. Oh, so that sounds older. Yeah. So if I just. So yeah, it I, does. So I'm supposed to Doesn't say. Doesn't it? Yeah. It does. So. 40-something? Yeah. And oh. we'll practice if we want to. Okay. 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 We're five fun, fabulous, 40-something friends. Do it. Do it. We are five fun, fabulous, 40-something friends. Excellent. It sounds like there are 40 of us, though. No, We're 40-something friends. Oh, yeah, I get that now. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, anyway, moving on. We're we're all in our 40s. Let's just leave it at that. Okay. Please. So what's going on, girls? We got it. You know what, you guys? We have received a lot of emails. Oh, yeah, we have. Oh, 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 oh. You've got one, Suzanne. Okay. I I know I have a bunch. This is really funny. Okay. This is from um, one of our Manic Mommy's sisters, our crew sisters, Jen. This is so cute. It's just uh, like two lines. She said, I need uplifting and nothing is new for some time. I know that life is busy. Well, just put your laughs on the air, something. So that's thanks, Jen. Um, (laughs) That's kind of... (laughs) That was kind of choppy. (laughs) I I guess she's really busy or something. Isn't that sweet? What she's trying to say is that we had not. Damn show posted. Damn show (laughs) out there. I know. Very sweet. And and it happens over the holidays. I thought we did pretty well getting a show out every week. Yeah. You know what? It's hard. You know what? I'm having a little bit of issues um, doing it this time of day. Well, I guess I have an issue doing it whether we're at night. (laughs) (laughs) But I feel so sleepy. Um, This is Saturday morning that we're recording, and I was out late last night partying up with. Uh, my new sister-in-law and some of her girlfriends. And I'm just, I feel really dragging and flat today. Well, so. then turn her mic off. Sharon, let's just <laughs> yeah, let's just go. We're living. We're, we're, we're oh, I need more caffeine. caffeine. We're high on caffeine. Yeah. yeah. I need okay. more caffeine, but then my, my left eye starts to twitch. <laughs> okay. I'm still not awake, but my eye twitches. Okay, we are... Five fun, fabulous, sixty-something. <laughs> okay, let's just go there. It's kind of like that. Uh, we, you know, the we how it calculates your age. Have you done that yet on the no. we? Yeah, my daughter, uh, my youngest oh. daughter, has done. She's like, I'm seventy years old. <laughs> it calculates your fitness age oh, or fitness something. Fitness age. Oh, mm-hmm. that would be bleak for mm-hmm. me. That would be very bleak. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Okay. Did you have a lot of wine last night? I. I, I not much. <laughs> I have to live vicariously through you because it's official. 
Okay, what? Tell us about that. Talk, talk to us. You, you're officially what? I am wagon? officially. I am. I've decided that it's gonna. I'm gonna write a book. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's my year as the designated diva. It's a year, 365 days. I'm doing it. Doing okay. It? So okay. Tell, tell our listeners what. What are you what? doing? I'm abstaining from wine for a year. Is it? Oh come on, Carrie! You're killing me over here. I know. I know. Carrie, you know what's really, really interesting? She's like my drinking buddy. (laughs) (laughs) But listen, Suzanne, you're not reading between the lines. She's saying wine. No, alcohol. No, but I don't. They just bring out the vodka. It's so cute. It's so cute because my husband said, "Does that?" I said, "I'm not going to have wine," and he was like, "What?" (laughs) And uh, and he said, and and he said, "Does that mean any alcohol?" I'm like, "Yeah, no alcohol for a year." Yeah. Okay, what? just cross why? Her, cross, why? Why? Cross her off our party list. Yeah, well, wh- first of all, what I think is so synchronistic and so cool and um, wild is that Deba from Girlfriendology, and she said I could share this email and actually call her, but we're just too discombob- discombobulated to do that. But I get this email from her um, after I had mentioned it on the New Year's Eve podcast that we did where I said I was thinking about it or whatever, hadn't announced it, um, that she had actually done this. She had gone without wine for a year because of something that her church called the group to do um, out of being consumed, you know, if you're consumed Mm. by something. And she felt like at that time she was on a diet and she just was really, really missing wine from her diet. And so then she had to think about why am I, you know, missing wine so much. So she said um, the experience was strange sometimes, sometimes a sucky experience, um, but enlightening. And she realized that she can have fun without wine. And she, one of the funniest things in her email I thought was that all of my friends have been supportive except one. She's a Christian and has made remarks that I can slip and sit and have some and just get forgiveness. (laughs) A true Christian. Yeah. So anyway, I thought that was kind of cool that, um, that she had actually, yeah. she's almost done. She is, you know, at Easter, she can have wine again. So. Now, I wonder if it will even be appealing to her at Easter. You know, I wonder if she'll have a glass and go, no, but I mean, I wonder if she'll have a glass and go, you know what? This, I, I don't like the way it tastes or, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. I doubt it. Uh, you know, I mean, I mentioned before, I've, I, um, <laughs> yeah. Would you? I wouldn't. I, I'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> Give me a straw. <laughs> You'd have one of those crazy straws. You'd just be like sitting there with the no, bottle. One of those hats with the straw that comes down. You just pour it in your head. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. So when I when I have my first drink, it'll be on New Year's Eve, two thousand ten. Wow. Yeah, two thousand nine. Whatever. Okay. Well, that that'll work. What? I've, well, Debbie, you can call us at six seven eight 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 four zero five two four. Or if anybody else has abstained. Or is about to abstain from alcohol or thereof, you know, call us. Tell yeah, us what's going us. on in your life. How's it going? Or, or start a thread on our yeah. website. Oh, yeah. Leave <clears> a comment. You know, yeah, leave yeah. a comment so we can get a thread going because I want to hear how other people do this. Because, Carrie, I'm really, I have to say, I'm actually, I am very inspired because I love wine. I love the buzz that I get. I'll just own that. I love the buzz that I get. I love that it relaxes me. I love the taste of it. Um, but stop talking about it. <laughs> I, love I love the way it relaxes Drink me. Tea. Yeah, but, but I also, um, I don't want to enjoy it that much. Well, and I think the question is, it's like sometimes even mentioning that sounds like, wow, does, is Carrie, does she have an addiction? Does she have, you know, what's going on with her? And, um, you know, part of it is I have a, 
person who is close to me who has struggled with addiction, you know, since a very early age and is now incarcerated and will be in prison because of repeated DUIs. And so in a way, when that happened for the, you know, she was almost through probation. And when that happened, um, it just, it was almost like, okay, this is something that I see so many times, like even on, you know, on the internet, when you see those little goofy things about celebrities getting in trouble, Mm. every single time, you know, it's, it's somehow related to drugs or alcohol. And so it's just kind of like a, it's just for me, it's going to be a prayerful time and a time to like, not because I'm going through some stuff, you know, financially. And I just feel like, you know, I want to this sounds like whatever, but I just want to learn whatever lesson I'm supposed to learn. Mm-hmm. I don't want to slip into um, some coping mechanisms that I might do just that to relax. Are unhealthy. Yeah. I kind of want to, and I just want to use it as a way to grow closer to God. And um, so I'm excited about it. It's and I'm beautiful. like, you know, it's kind of yeah, cool, it's, but it's really inspiring. beautiful. Yeah, it is. It is. I'm, I really applaud you, sweetie. But, and I also, I also, I feel, toast you. <laughs> drink to you (laughs) but I also I look at all the relationships in my life you know like there's family relationships there's my friends and and I mean wine is a huge it's a huge social factor factor. it really is social factor it really is yeah and it's really gonna bite because you're just I I mean and that's the thing that's gonna be interesting to see how people relate because you know it is it is kind of funny when um you're you're out with people and and somebody doesn't drink and you're drinking I mean, for me, I could just say for me, it makes me go, well, what's, you know, do I, I don't know. I feel like, well, maybe I shouldn't be drinking or I don't know. If, if you're only out with one other person and you're the only one having a glass of wine, it's kind of, mm. feels kind of strange. That you hardly know? ever happens to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. If you have any comments, leave us a voicemail. Let me just, can I just, con- let me continue with what I was going to say real quick. Um, I interviewed uh, William P. Young. He's the man who wrote the book, The Shack. Um, oh. He goes by Paul and I'm, it's posted on wordstomouth.com. And, you know, one of the things that he said, we talked about this, is that the fact that he uses the shack in the book. You guys, have you read it? Yes. Okay. He yes. uses the shack as a metaphor for um, all that stuff, that stuff in your life that mm. you hold secret from other people. And in the book, you know, he, he says to, he said to me the other day, he's like, you know, I feel that we're only as sick as the secrets that we keep. And he had a lot of baggage. This guy is so, was so open. And especially for a man, I thought it was really awesome that he talks about his own sexual abuse. He was Mm. raised in a cannibalistic society, you know, as a young kid and was sexually abused. He was a missionary kid. Wow. And then he went off to a Christian boarding school at six years old. And then very first night that he was in the boarding school Mm. gets molested by the other boys in the school and has an abusive father. And, you know, he tells the whole story, marries his wife, has an affair and she calls him on it and she is just relentless. And I just love that he shares all of his junk and he's so open about it. Mm -hmm. And, um, I can't stop thinking about this interview and how, you know, that's what he was saying is he has no addict. He says that he has no addictive tendencies anymore because he's letting it go. He's come clean. Well, he's gone through a lot of therapy, you Mm -hmm. know, and he was really the whole Christian, um, bag about like, just accept 
God in your life and everything's going to go away just doesn't cut it, you know? Um, that it, and I love what he said about it, like freedom being an incremental process. Mm. Um, I, I was just going to, um, this is Sharon. For those of you who haven't read The Shack, it's an excellent book. And the storyline is basically um, make-believe, correct? The yeah, storyline? It's, it's fiction. Okay. Uh, make-believe. It's fiction. Thank you. Thank you. It's okay. Once upon a time. Can you tell I'm in elementary? It was make-believe. I mean, it's like any story. It's, you know, it's fiction, but it so much it of a, the character is has a lot to do with and it. And he spends a weekend at the shack where his daughter um, was taken. She was abducted by a serial killer, and he goes back years later, still is very hurt. Um, through the death of his daughter, and he goes back. They've never found her body, and he spends a weekend with God. And that's the whole story is he's at the shack, and all the experiences he goes through are the transformation, basically. So it's a really good book. Well, um, I love that, yeah, he talks about the Trinity and um, God, the Holy Spirit, and, and Jesus. And he's so it's so cool because he shows this really grace gracious relationship between the three. Yes. And so his whole his whole message is that, it's all about relationship um, based on the, the relationship of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit and not religion. Like he's so not yeah. about religion mm. and the, you know, the stuff Rituals that... Rituals and yeah. the process. Yeah. yeah. So um, anyway, I mean, just that's that's part of the whole... So peop- where can people find this, sweetie? On our website, you can go to... Oh, wait. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. No, for Carrie's. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to plug the DivaCast here for just a second. And go to our website, and you can order it on Amazon.com if you go through our website and order the shack if you want to buy the book. If you want to hear the interview, <laughs> go to Carrie's. <clears throat> Carrie? Wordstomouth.com. Is it on? Can they buy the book on your thing, too? Yeah, but that's okay. That's okay. You can have the book. <laughs> you can have it. <laughs> <laughs> well, or you can go to Words to Mouth and buy the book, too. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. I didn't know you had the link there, too. It doesn't matter. It's fine. Okay. So it was good? Mm-hmm. You liked him? I liked him. And there's tons of, I mean, there's tons of interviews about him and he's got a great website and. Okay. So very cool. Um, speaking of books, we got another email from Krista and she wanted to tell us about her Christmas list and she had asked for some books recommended on her website and they, and she sent them to her mother-in-law and realized what she was asking for, which was emotional vampires Toxic parents. So, <laughs> so she felt like she had to explain. So she laughed when she told him they were really from her fam for her family of origin. So anyway, she just thought that was cute, and she did. Her mother in law did buy all the books she asked for. <laughs> so thanks for the email, Christy. That's cute. Hey, you know what? We got another one. Remember our ice.com promotion and the uh, bracelets? Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, we had a winner, Kara M, and she just sent us a. Uh, an email, and actually, I was the one to have mailed that out to her. And she said, "Hey, divas, I just received the bracelet you sent to me, and I love, love, love it. Honestly, I've never won something so beautiful, and I will think of you each every time I wear it." Aww, and yeah. she said she actually went to the website, and that's ice dot com, and she used the promotion code to buy herself. This is so cute—a matching and early Valentine's gift. <laughs> <laughs> to match the bracelet. Um, and then she goes on to say more. And she said, I love you all very appreciati- appreciatively, Kara 
M. So isn't that sweet? Yes. Very I sweet. know. I'm so glad you loved it. And incidentally, Kara, I took that with me when we went on the Manic Mommies cruise when Carrie and I did. And I wore it one night with, um, remember Carrie, with one of my evening dresses. So she's got, you've got Suzanne's dancing sweat in green. <laughs> <Stone. laughs> you've got Suzanne's mojo. My mojo going on. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So Your I'm, DNA. <laughs> my DNA. So we're so glad you like it, Kara. Yeah. Okay. Good. Okay. You know what? It's that time. It's time to take a break. We'll be right back. Listen to Living Green, Effortless Ecology for Everyday People, a weekly online audio program featuring champions of sustainable living at personallifemedia.com. Hey, everybody, we're back. Okay, um, I just want to quickly say our second winner was Carissa. Mm -hmm. And um, Carissa, you should have gotten your bracelet by now, by the time this show is posted. So let us know how you like it. Congratulations. Yeah, congratulations on all the people. Thanks all, to all our listeners who emailed us to um, enter the giveaway. Unfortunately, we only had two. Yeah. So. so go to the website and check out and get something with the promotional code. You'll get a break. There you go. Yeah, that's great. It's a great discount. It really is some pretty cool stuff on there. Um, Car- Carissa's emailed us, yippee, I'm so excited. Thank you so much. I never win anything. Yay for me and yay for the divas. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Um, what was that other email you had, Sharon? It's something about um, career stuff, didn't you? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I do. I want to um, talk about that for just a second because uh, Suzanne and I both went back to school at a, a later age. and. Shh. <laughs> At a 40-ish Yeah, you're just, you're just something. Yeah. Um, so I did want to, I got an email, and I'm looking for it right now. Um, okay, this is from Erin H. And she just writes, she loves the DivaCast, heard of our interview on the Manic Mommies, and she wanted to ask about being a speech-language pathologist. She's considering a career change, and she currently works for a giant corporation and just kind of wanted to know more ideas about... Did we have kids while we were trying to go back to school? Yes. Those kinds of things. So um, is this a good career for a working mom? Is it conducive to finding a job, flex hours, blah, blah, blah. So, and, you know, at this economic time, I'm sure a lot of people are sitting back thinking, okay, um, what's what's a direction I can go where maybe a little more job security, perhaps flexibility is an item. So, um, Suzanne, why don't you talk a little bit and then I'll talk a little bit about going back to school and the Gosh, commitment. And- yeah, I mean, it is it is a huge commitment. Um, and with that, it's so rewarding. It's so rewarding. I'm so glad that I did it. And somebody had said to me when I when I returned back to graduate school, by the way, my son was, I think, uh, in first grade. And I had asked one of my professors, I said, well, should I wait to go back to school until my son is older? And she said, no, 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 no. She said, now is the time to do it. And I was like, really? And she said, yes, because she said, if you wait until he's older, she goes, that's when he's much more likely to get into trouble. She said, so you want to be able, she said, at first grade, he's going to be fine. So, um, and what I did, so I, I made the decision to go. And I actually flew from Atlanta to Santa Barbara, California, one time per month. I was out there for five days at a time and um, went to classes from uh, average from like nine o'clock in the morning until eight o'clock at night. Um, And then I would catch the red eye on Sunday evening back to Atlanta. I would walk in at about 
Um, seven o'clock in the morning, I'd walk in the front door and I would not have slept for 24 hours and I'd get pack my son's lunch, get him on the school bus and, um, I would sleep until he got home from school. So it was very hard. It, um, it was hard, but oh my gosh, would I do it again in a heartbeat? I would, I have zero regrets about going back to school. The rewards have been so much greater than the pain in the butt factor for me. And just so people know, Suzanne's husband is a pilot. So flying out there, on a monthly basis was not right for me. I had um, the luxury of being able to do that. So that was such um, a huge blessing. Although at that particular school, we had many people who came in literally from all over the world to attend Pacifica. So that was kind of cool. So anyway, for me, it was great. Um, I went back and initially I was just going to get my teaching certification, ended up talking to a few people early on in the program got redirected and ended up doing speech-language pathology, which is a master's program. And um, I had to go back and take some undergraduate classes while I took one or two graduate classes. And then it so it just fell into place for me. Um, I drove every day, four days a week, about an hour away to a campus. And so, you know, there's lots of different ways. Now... I believe there's lots of online classes mm-hmm. that you can take. I think a lot of the universities are offering online classes. And I guess what um, our biggest message to our listeners is, do it. Yes, yes, yes. And you know what, though, Sharon, I think the online class, it's a great way to go. However, I also encourage people to maybe mix it up, do some yes. online classes. Yes. You know why? Because as women, I think it's so important for us to go and be have the camaraderie of fellow classmates right. and have that extra support where you're all in it together. You're all going through assignments and homework and papers together. You have that support. And it's such it's it's a, such a time for your own um, intellectual stimulation that it takes you out of being the mommy and the wife. And I loved, I loved being in classes and listening to lectures and learning. I loved it. It was so gratifying. You guys didn't work while you did that, right? No. 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 Now, if you, if you were a woman who had young kids and a job, It'd be what tough. would your recommendation be? It would be, it would be difficult. Um, however, if you have a strong support system... That means, oh, before you start this, you've got to sit down with your spouse or... Your, um, your partner or family members yeah, and, 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 and let see. everybody know what's going on and make sure they're buying into the process because otherwise, if you're starting out and your husband or spouse or significant other is not supportive, I would say your chances of success are probably not good. Well, you have um, to be... Um, I know when I went back to work full time, like in, you know, eight to five job, I actually took my husband to lunch specifically to, to sit him across the table yeah. and look me in the eye. And, and you, I think the same thing, you have to be really realistic on what you're, um, what it's going to look like. Because if you're the person who's been handling, if you've got young kids and you've been handling the housework and all that day to day household stuff, you know, bill paying, blah, 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 whatever it is. And then you're going to go take on a full-time job and or, you know, schooling. There's just no way you can do it by yourself. And, you you know, you have to shuffle some of those right. responsibilities. Life, life absolutely shifts. And, and if your husband's not going to be supportive of it, you, yeah, you'd have to either find your mom or right. some family member. Or mother-in-law gonna, or yeah. sister or somebody to help you because... Friend, a diva friend. Yeah, mm-hmm. because it, it is. It is difficult because there are going to be days where you're not going to be able to do... I mean, there's going to be lots of times where you're going to fall short of perhaps what 
the family has well, the been standard, used to. Right. The standard will not be the same. Right. I mean, my house wasn't as clean. I didn't have homemade cookies uh, in, you know, in the freezer to pull out at any time. You know, I, I mean, never did. <laughs> that, wasn't, that wasn't a big adjustment for my family. Uh, well, I mean, I, I really took pride in the way I ran a house. I ran kind of a tight ship. Laundry was always done. My pantry was always well stocked. Things were run well. And then when I went back to school, you know, things kind of things weren't like that. And no, I didn't. While I didn't work um, as part of my psychotherapy training, I did have to do a full time internship. And that required that I did X amount of hours a week at a um, mental health facility. So for me, I, well, I, again, I didn't work, but that was part of my academic requirement. And that's important, too. If you're starting a program, make sure you sit down early on with the school so you understand those kinds of commitments right. because um, I had to do the same thing. Right. And there's and no getting around it. It's right. full time. Right. And you have to know that that's so if you have a job and you're going into something that requires you to be four months going nine to five somewhere, or nine to four, you know, everybody's got to understand that up front. Um, the other thing I would, I would look at is there's lots of flexibility in some of the programs. Um, I like Suzanne's suggestion of going there because not only camaraderie of your classmates, but it's also good to get in front of your teacher so they know who you are. Mm-hmm. And if something happens and your assignment's going to be late or there's some a personal emergency, you have some kind of a relationship going with that person. Plus, later on, you may need recommendations if you're going sure. further along, that kind of thing. So that's that's a good um so if you can mix it up or if there's a class where you meet three times during the semester and everything else is online, that's what a lot of um, the classes now at the school I went to, it's, mm-hmm. well, some of them, you meet three or four times and then the rest of the time it's online work. So there's that whole thing that you guys kind of glossed over a little bit is determining what is the, you know, what, where, what profession you're going to get into and then what are the steps to get there figure out the school figure out you know that the degree that, that you that you need i mean that there's a lot of soul searching and you know work you got to do before you even jump into that you know and and that's a great point carrie because right now in in our economy and and our in you know you've got to look at the industries first you got to look at the industries that are growing versus the industries that are actually being more outsourced and really kind of downgraded. Um, healthcare is a great industry. Education's pretty stable. Um, you know, there's there's other things. And, and there's lots of websites you can Google to see what are the top 100 jobs or what are the top 100 jobs for the future. All of those will list mm-hmm. some things and go through um, requirements. Um, there's lots of programs that are less than... Um, two years that you can do within the healthcare industry that you would have a job. Yeah, really explore your options. Mm-hmm. I also think it's important, I'm going to add to that, is I really think it's important to follow your heart. And that kind of goes against what we're saying. You were talking right now, we just mentioned practical things about you know, right. researching the top 100, yada, yada. I also think it's very, very important to follow your heart. And because I live life by the seat of my pants intuitively, that's just my dominant function, my intuition, is that I I also just stood and witnessed what doors opened up for me. Um, 
So I thought, okay, I'm going to listen. The universe keeps throwing that name in my face, Pacifica, Pacifica. What is that? What is up? You know, what is that all about? So I just say to also follow your heart and to see what doors open up, see what people like the universe places in front of your life, like talking about certain degrees or, or, um, you know, things that may interest you. I don't know. I just, that's just kind of well, and, and I'm going to second that, Suzanne, because I had a similar experience, and we've talked about this before, but um, I was going down one path, and I was sitting ne- seated next to this lady who was almost done with her program. She kept talking about being a speech-language pathologist and why she wished she had done that, and her she was encouraging her daughters to go that way. And I went, and I sat down. I went over to find out more about the program because I really didn't know anything about it. And boom, 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 you know, within five minutes, I'm sitting in front of the head of the department. She's pulled my (laughs) transcripts and she's telling me, you know, she can get me out in two years with my master's and it was going to take me a year and a half to get certified, you know, not another degree, but just certified middle grade. So, um, and I had a box. I mean, I had written down what my priorities were I had a box that said, I want my summers off to be with my children. I want some kind of flexibility. Sure. Um, so being in the school system was very much part of my radar. Um, being a teacher, I was okay with. It wasn't something that I thought, ooh, you know, yeehaw. I'm gonna, but I, I love being an SLP. I mean, I really do. I, I have a lot of fun with it, and it's rewarding, it's challenging, and well, that's what um, I loved about your yeah. search because you, you know, we all joked around with Sharon, like, what, what, what is she going to be this week when we sit down and talk? Because she would change, you know, court stenographer to, you know. It was I mean, like, you name it. I yeah. was doing it. But, I was but, yeah, all and, over um, the place. And I didn't interview Marcus Buckingham, but I had um, spotlighted his book on my, on my website. And it's called um, The Truth About You. And he does a... He has a DVD with this little book and he encourages you, and this is in your job or in, you know, whatever. And it applies to this, to go through your week and to write down whenever you feel energized and, you know, excited about something, write it down. And then to do the opposite about the things that, you know, just feel like they're sucking the life out of you and to really try to target where your interests lie. And then, I mean, this applies to trying to figure out what you want to do for a new career, because like Suzanne says, you're not going to be happy just because it fits into your schedule or, you know, whatever, unless it's something that really gets you you going. You're not going to be, because it's going to get hard. And when it gets hard, and if you don't, if you're not passionate about it, you're, you're probably going to fail. Yeah. Yeah, So it really takes some time to, um, to think about it, you know, and to really... Put some, you know, put some effort into that and not be afraid to f- change your mind. Because, and I, yeah. and I also yeah, don't think be afraid and don't be afraid of friends who make fun of you because yeah. you do change your mind. Or I think it's also important if you really have something on your heart, for example, and like, I think it's important too that you don't, you don't give up on that because people go, oh my God, therapists, they're a dime a dozen. You don't want to be a therapist. Therapists mm-hmm. are everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know what? If you're good at what you do, yeah. the business will come. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's that's the way it is. Mm-hmm. And I think all of us know people, friends or family, that have a job they hate. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that, you know, life is too short. If you hate your job, start looking at ways that you can take on or change or do something because... Like I said, I mean, life is too short, you know, don't, don't go in from one job you're not happy with to finding something else you're not happy with just because might have more job security or something. Or if some people, you know, do a job because they have, it affords them to be 
passionate about the things that they do outside of work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just your perspective. You know, if you're positive about your position, even though it's not exactly what you want to be doing, because it provides you with a you nice know, lifestyle. Right. Or, so that you can go do whatever, volunteer work or whatever you Or you know, play light, the guitar on the weekends. Right. Whatever yeah. lights your fire. Yeah. That's cool too, you yeah. know. Um but personally I just I don't know. I don't I don't like the the nine to five I was talking to um, Mark Aceto. He I hear a couple, to another book. He is hysterical. He wrote this book called The Attack of the Theater People, and he talks about the, you know, when you're working in a cube, a cubicle at a, mm-hmm. a corporation. He was like, I just don't want to be a gopher in the. Oh, how did he say that? It was like the cubicle farm of life. I don't know. Do but you have his books on your website? I, that one's not on there yet. But he he was just really he wrote this blog every day. He decided that he was going to try something new every single day. You know, and he talks about it and how challenging that was, mm-hmm. but how it really, when you were talking about being aware of what the universe has in store for you and everything, he said it really opened up his awareness of what was going on around him. Um, you know, just every day doing something different, learning something new. He said some days he got so challenged. He was like, oh, crap. He said, you know, I ironed money because I didn't know. <laughs> I had to put something on my list. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's... You know, if you're not happy with what you're doing, don't be afraid to change. And, uh, and you know, interestingly enough, because like I said, I started down this path. And I mean, I was, I had signed up for classes. I was doing classes. And one of the classes was, you know, introductory to middle school education. And part of it, I had to go sit for 10 hours in middle school. <laughs> well, I did two. I did two hours. I sat there and I thought, what the Hell, am I thinking <laughs> now? Not to, believe, you know, but I mean, here I was. I was going down this path. Yeah, but you I felt that you knew. It wasn't I was right. like, oh no, 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 no. And I dropped the class, and I was like, okay, regroup, regroup. Um, but how cool that you honored that instead of, <laughs> and you know, really, because a lot of people go, well, but I'm committed. A lot of people are so once they choose a path, they're afraid to like get off yeah. that train, yeah. get off the train, yeah, yeah, get off the train. It's yeah. so funny because you talked about that with when you volunteered in the middle school group at church, and I was just talking to a group of women this morning that, um, you know, I've always volunteered in the church from when the kids were babies through, you know, the little different things we did on Wednesday night. And right now I'm in um, helping out with the middle schoolers. And I just feel so like this is the place I need to be. And I know, Suzanne, you've talked about this, your population that you counsel our teens to. Mm, that's you know. my favorite. I love working yeah, with and, kids. And it's funny because Sharon is like, would rather like pull every hair out of her head, <laughs> you know, but thank God we all, there's different people for different, yeah. you know, for different yeah. things. Cause I love it. I, you know, I was thinking even if my kids when not if but when they graduate uh, yeah. and move on you know i would be really happy just staying with this population of kids because i really i enjoy love it. working with young people because they have such a they have such a fresh such a fresh energy mm-hmm. and such fresh ideas and you know what drama they, they, drama drama but you know what i have to say <laughs> i'm but, like listening uh-huh. but they also can cut right through the bullshit mm-hmm it's so fascinating to have a kid sit in front of me and go, no, you know what? It's like this. Mm-hmm. Mom does this, then dad does this, and then brother. D-. And I'm like, dang, this kid, they so get it. Mm-hmm. They so get it. And I'm like, I'm, they blow me away. Love, love, love my young kids. Mm-hmm. Sharon's like, good. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> Not I. <laughs> but you know, that's, that's But you exactly, like the littler ones. Yeah, I love my elementary. I mean, oh, so three-year-olds, uh, I, would, I would just eat Isn't them that up. interesting, though? And then Julie's with the high schoolers yeah. and Amy's with the old folks. Yeah. We got you all covered. <laughs> yeah, we, everybody's on the <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. Do we have listen. a voicemail? Yeah, we have a voicemail. Okay. Hi, Divas. This is Kristen from Illinois. 
Yes, that would be the Kristen from Illinois who listened <laughs> to the Divas as I was trying not to vomit en route to the Manic Mommy's escape. <laughs> I just wanted to call and voice my continued support for you. I know that I was one of the many people who were disappointed to hear about the current hiatus of the Satellite Sisters, but equally disappointed to discover that the beauty of the Internet and the ability of people to hide behind it means that people were able to throw out really ugly criticism at you and an unfair comparison. I love, love, love that you guys are a group of adult women who have had to weather various storms and have done it in a dignified and respectful manner, even if it didn't always feel that way to you. It came across that way to the listener. I don't think it's also fair to compare you to the Manic Mommies or to the Satellite Sisters because it's like comparing apples and oranges. The Manic Mommies are great for someone like me who has young kids. We all have young kids. But I love listening to the Divas for the older big sister perspective. Sorry if that makes me sound like I'm saying you're old because you're not. But I just wanted (laughs) you to know that I think you're just as great as anybody else. And I think, I hope sorry, that you are able to uh, continue to find strength in that and have a wonderful, wonderful holiday season. Take care. Bye. Wow. Thank yeah, you. You know Thank what? You. Kristen called, um, obviously, before the holidays, but our, our laptop crapped out on us and we couldn't play. I think we talked about the whole Satellite Sister thing yeah. a couple of weeks ago and um, we were going to play her email then or her voicemail then and we, we couldn't... Um, Get Couldn't to get it. those, mm-hmm. yeah. So thank you so much, Kristen. You're lovely. We sat with her at, um, when we could find our dining table on the cruise, <laughs> we sat with her and her mom. That was I awesome. I know. That She's was great. so nice. She was so sweet. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Um, by the way, listeners, we're going to ask you all to do something for us. If you would, leave us an iTunes review. Only if it's nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can't we need be. some five stars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just put it out there. Yeah. And hey, Thanks. um, you know what? I need some voicemails for Dear Zanny. 678-884-0524. Call me and leave me a suggestion or a relationship question that you have for the show. Um, and I will answer it on air. And my email is Zanny at what is my email? Dearzanny.com. Uh, Dear Zanny, Zanny Z A N N Y at Dear Zanny Z A N N Y. I'm telling you, I, I did not get enough sleep. <laughs> bye, divas. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>